Welcome to episode three of the Jazz Nation podcast. On this week's episode, me and the assistant to the host, Will Wonder, go outside the jazz bubble and talk NBA news. We then look back on this past week's jazz games. Next, we then answer some questions that you have submitted to us. After that, we look forward and predict the upcoming jazz games. And after that, a special interview with me. The assistant to the host, Will Wonder, takes over the microphone in the lead position and conducts a pretty good interview with me, I must say. We learn about how I started the Jazz Nation social media pages and kind of where I'd like to see it go in the future. So stick around and listen to that. Um, And of course, we thank you so much for listening and following all our pages on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. But you know what? Let's, Let's stop all the chatter. It's time. Let's get into this week's Jazz Nation podcast. Alright, and welcome into another edition of the Jazz Nation Podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm the dude in charge of all those Jazz Nation pages you're following on social media, on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all in one place. You can find the links at linktree.com forward slash Jazz Nation News. And uh, here with me, like he is always, our assistant to the host, Will Wonder. How's it going, sir? I'm great. How are you? Oh, lovely. Doing lovely. It's It's a lovely day here in Utah, Sunday. It's snowing. And that's what you'd expect in Utah, except the weird thing is for all you folks that aren't from Utah or haven't been to here to Salt Lake, let me tell you something real quick about the weather. One day it's nice and sunny and beautiful and you're like, spring is here. (laughs) And then the next day it's snowing and you're just confused. It's disgusting. So lovely Utah. Make it to Salt Lake. We we would welcome you here. Um, (laughs) All right. Like we do always, let's start this show by going outside the jazz bubble with Mr. Will Wonder. Give us some news, please. Saturday night in a loss against the Wizards, LeBron James passed Carl Malone to become the second all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Previously, Malone had that second spot with 36,928 points. Whole lot of points. Speaking of a whole lot of points, there's been a whole lot of scoring going on in the NBA this last week. Last Monday, Carl Anthony Towns scored a franchise and career-high 60 points in a 149-139 victory against the Spurs. Then Tuesday evening against the Magic, Kyrie Irving scored 60, oh goodness, in a 150-108 win. And then against my Magic on Thursday night, Detroit Pistons forward Sadiq Bey hit a career best and Pistons record tying 10 three-pointers, scoring 51 points in a 134-120 win over Orlando. Uh, Lastly, Brooklyn Nets forward Kevin Durant has been fined 25 grand for directing an obscene for directing obscene language toward a fan. Uh, It was announced today by Byron Spurl, president of League Operations. Uh, If I remember correctly, the fan said, uh, Kevin, you have to take this game over. And Kevin said, you have to sit the f down (laughs) and that's your news and notes from around the league um cool so let's i mean you know jazz fans you probably are like oh poor carl's record and stuff but you know eventually that record was gonna get broken so uh congratulations to lebron the other thing you know there's been a lot of you see a lot of videos of like courtside people talking to athletes and athletes talking back and stuff like that if i had courtside seats like that where i could talk to an athlete i don't know if i'd have the cojones to be like you suck and you're this. I think I'd just be like, you're doing great, buddy. I, I don't know. Like, how would you handle that situation? Well, I think the TikTok generation is trying to get their videos uh, looked at quite a bit. So I think that video was actually put on TikTok and that's how it got circulated. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I would just enjoy watching the game. I enjoy hearing the players talk to each other. So I would just kind of sit there and, and watch and listen and enjoy. I guess it could be worse. Sometimes, you know, you're watching the game and you see people courtside and you see the person that looks like they could care less about being there. Like they're just there because their business gave them the tickets and they're just like, <laughs> they're on now, their phone. They're mm-hmm. just like, now wait, 
who's playing tonight? And you're just like, Ugh. Or, or yeah, it could be the people that just look like they're on the phone the whole game and they just could care absolutely less about being there, but they got the free food and drinks. So uh, <laughs> anyways, um, thanks for that news. Let's move into the jazz bubble. Now we are going to talk about the games that happened this past week. First game of the week was this past Monday. The jazz were home against the defending champs, Milwaukee bucks. They, they are the defending champs, right? Correct. It feel, doesn't it feel like that was ages ago that they won the title? I don't know why. Well, I think it's because we had the bubble season, and then the next season was right after that. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the Bucks were in town, and, uh, yeah, the Bucks won. Final score in that game was 117 to 111. Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell led the Jazz with 29 points. The other thing from that game to th- kind of newsworthy was that, unfortunately, uh, now I'm going to say this as oh best God. I can. Dan- Danielle? Dan- Daniel? Daniel. House. 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 I know there's a junior part at the end, so I can say that. The, the running a, 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 a fan page of, of your stature and not being able to read is, is really in, in, impressive. I know how to read. It's just his name is very, you know, it's, you just want to make sure you get it right. I'm trying to say it correctly. Anyways, he left the game with an injury. The next day it came out that he was diagnosed with a left knee bone bruise, so it wasn't horrible but uh yeah he's been out ever since he's been out the whole games this week so um but he is with the team traveling right now on this road trip so hopefully he can get back soon um anything from you from that game do you want to spot i mean it was a fun game to watch you had i mean you have Giannis, middleton and holiday all 20 plus Giannis is i mean he's just another level of athlete so i had predicted last week that they would lose this game um but they, they did play a tough game, you know, only losing by six points. But, man, Giannis was just just something else. It was yeah. it was impressive to watch. Yeah, I think they were fire call right. There was a point in the game where, like, you could just tell he just was like, all right, I'm I'm, I'm doing this. And then yeah. he just kind of flexed. And I'm pretty sure there was a point that even, like, he went up after up to, like, Rudy. And, he, you know, big old Rudy, you think, could handle him. But just it was almost as if it was Rudy against Godzilla. I don't know. It was <laughs> crazy. It just Rudy got Greek freak moved maybe. out of the way, and you're just like, yeah. holy cow. Just thinking, remember when he got drafted, and you're just like, that dude just got drafted? <laughs> this little skinny guy? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, he's... When he wants to take over a game, he can, which is what's so fun to watch. I uh, also think that, like, the dude doesn't get enough respect. Like, why isn't he talked more about being an MVP this year? Like, like he should be. I don't know. Maybe Milwaukee just hasn't has as good of a season, but neither is Denver, so... Well, I mean, we can I dive into that a little bit more if you'd like, but I, I think uh, I think the clear outright MVP this year is is Jokic, but eh. there's there's other reasons for that. Eh, whatever. Anyways, on to the next game, which was much better outcome for us. Wednesday it was the Jazz versus the Bulls. Jazz win the game, one twenty five, one ten. Donovan leads the Jazz with thirty seven points. Um, another thing I wanted to point out here: Rudy Gobert in this game had fourteen points. 20 rebounds and four blocks. So mm-hmm. wowzers to that. Rudy's actually been having a hell of a season. I mean, he doesn't, I just don't think people, he's, it's cause he's not quote unquote sexy for the, <laughs> for the casual fans. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't get the sports center highlights. He's not getting on the TikTok and Twitter highlights, but the dude is there always with the rebounds and the blocks and you'd love to, you love to see it. And uh, you'd love to see the jazz win jazz getting the win over the bulls. Uh, yeah, anything I'm, from you on that game? I mean, I don't know one way or the other if Rudy's sexy or not, but uh, he does what 
what he's supposed to do, right? Donovan, what a great game, 37 points. Clarkson off the bench was great. And then uh, this, th- I believe this was the game where it started turning and the, the Alexander Walker uh, movement began, if I'm, not, if I'm not wrong, on Jazz Twitter. Uh, off the bench was 16 points, four for eight shooting. Had a pretty solid game in 22 minutes. So, And I said it last week, the Bulls are just kind of a, a fake pretender in the east they, they they can't beat good teams so i wasn't worried about the jazz in this one for the record i wasn't saying rudy is sexy even though for the female jazz fans out there they've seen plenty of pictures of him with the shirt off they would go with that i was saying he's not quote-unquote sexy like you know doesn't make the highlights kind of thing oh okay thanks for so, clarifying uh, that. Yeah. yeah but uh it's always fun to beat the bulls and uh, especially in salt lake city shout out to all you bulls fans i saw your pictures on there you know, wearing your Michael Jordan jerseys when Jordan hasn't played on the Bulls for God knows how long. But, you know, support the Bulls still, quote unquote. Anyways, on What's to the, the next. Or not? I don't know. Go ahead. On to the next game. Thursday? Was it Thursday? Friday. Friday. Well, I don't know why I wrote down Thursday. That was, I just got super confused by myself. Anyways, the Jazz laid a whooping on the Clippers. A whooping. Jazz win the game 121-92, and uh, there was a lot of people on the Jazz not playing in this game. Whiteside was out, Forrest, Donovan, Boyan, mm-hmm. House, and Doke did not play in this game. So when that happens, someone else has got to step up, and it was the rookie. Jared Butler leads the Jazz with 21 points. Also, Clarkson had 20 points. And you know what? The French guy, Ruti Gobert, 19 points, 16 rebounds, two blocks. It was a beautiful game. Also, the highlight of the game for me was I realized, my goodness, those Clipper jerseys they're wearing are ugly. Yeah, repug. And uh, I, uh, I, I, the Jazz, it doesn't matter who would have played for the Jazz. They, they had no business losing to the, to the Clippers. Uh, I do love how Butler played. I, 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 I said last week, he would be my guy for a long-term uh, option at point guard in, in the event that they don't decide just to r- let Donovan always have the ball. He came out, hooped, 5 for 10 from 3, 21 points. Clarkson uh, was pretty good off the bench as well. So good all-around team win. Pascal had a good game, 17 points off the bench too. So it was a it was a game for me to check in on while I was watching March Madness for sure. Yeah, the game definitely lit the fire for all you online folks that are hashtag what the hell is with Pascal not playing, hashtag where's Butler. Y'all were on fire with the comments after that game, and congratulations to you. You guys got your game. All right, well, that's that. Um, I guess we need to take a break. Let's take a break because we need to regroup, and we're going to come back and uh, do some questions. Y'all gave us questions, and we're going to answer some of those next. So take a quick sponsor break, and we will be right back. This is where a sponsor would go. If you are said sponsor that's interested in sponsoring this podcast, reach out to us at jazznationnews at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we are back. Thanks so much to that sponsor for helping us out here on the podcast. If you would like to be a sponsor on the podcast, as it says there, just send me an email. It's jazznationnews at gmail.com, and uh, we'll talk it over. Moving along, let's get to some questions like we do every Sunday. We put it out there on the Instagrams, on the Facebook, and Twitter. Went, went all over this time with it, saying, hey, you got questions? Put them here and we might answer them. That's what we're doing. So let's answer some questions. This first one comes from David Nelson on Facebook. Question says, part of the reason that Rudy Gay was brought on was for the playoffs. With his struggles during the regular season, are we going to just... Wait, let me reread that. Okay. With his struggles during the regular season, are we going to see just as much or more minutes in the playoffs? Okay, let's read that one more time. Rudy Gobert... 
No, this is Rudy Gay. Oh, you said Gobert. Oh, I'm I was sorry. like, what are we talking about? He was drafted years ago. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> okay, let's try this again. We are having quite the day here, aren't we, folks? David Nelson from Facebook says, part of the reason that Rudy Gay was brought on was for the playoffs. With his struggles during the regular season, are we going to see just as much or more minutes in the playoffs? I'm reading this just straight from it. I apologize. It's the writings, and I apologize. I'm not laughing at you, David, but yeah. I'm pretty sure what David's asking is, Rudy Gay was brought in for the playoffs for the Jazz. We're getting to the playoffs. His play in the regular season has been, meh. Do you think he's going to step up more in the playoffs, yes or no? I don't really know what um, what they, what's expected of Rudy Gay. I, I know what I would expect of him to come in and be able to play some defense when teams are going small. He can shoot outside, you know, not, not at an amazing clip. He's at 33%. But with that said, I, I, I would assume... He would be playing a bit more in the playoffs, but maybe those minutes actually end up going the house. I don't know. I'm I'm so what was the guy's name again? David. I'm sorry, David. I, I don't I don't have an answer to your question, but I I, th- I think he will get some more minutes in the playoffs. I, I wouldn't necessarily say he's playing awful uh in the regular season. He's he's not getting, you know, a ton of minutes, about eighteen a game. And I'm I'm assuming that that's probably what's expected of him. So my answer is yes, he was brought in for the playoffs. He was also brought in for, you know, that vet thing. Like, he's got the experience in the playoffs and all that, so they need that. Um, also, his size. I mean, if you look at the Jazz bench, he's kind of our big off the bench. Once, you know, Doak went out, we were down another big. And, I mean, you know, Pascal is a big dude, but he ain't tall. Like, so he can't really guard the tall dudes like Rudy Gay. So, um, and it also, like we like I've said before, it really depends on the matchup how much minutes and things like that Rudy Gay gets. Yeah, I think um, I'm looking it up here because I didn't want to misrepresent this. But so he has 19 total playoff games in his career. Uh, One year, 2011, 2012 with Memphis, 2017, 18 with San Antonio, and then 18, 19 with San Antonio. And again, I think the main reason he was brought in is, is as we've seen the past two years, when when teams go small and kind of, they kind of leave Rudy on an island, he's the one who I, I would imagine would take some of those minutes from Gobert. So I, I, I guess time will tell, but I think he's he's a valid resource once those teams go smaller. All right, moving on to our next question. This one comes from Instagram from Nelson.rs underscore. Do you think Quinn will be coached next season do i think quinn will be the coach next season i know there's a lot of rumors around him taking popovich's job i don't know why he would want to uh not to knock the san antonio spurs you got Dejounte murray probably a pretty decent pick in the draft maybe i don't know uh i mean they're not a top three pick but you know the draft lottery is a little bit different this year i don't know why he would want to take san antonio's job the jazz have a, a much better outlook and and you know next couple of years so i don't see him leaving right yeah, my answer is I yes, I see him as the coach next year. Now, depending on how the playoffs go, I could definitely see and you know, there's no sourcing on this or anything. This is total speculation from me just answering a question. But I could see the ownership guys saying, you know, if we're just out maybe in the first round or whatever, them coming to go come to him and say, yeah, Quinn, sure. dude, this this is the heat season. If you if things aren't improved, if we don't see this, then you could. Like, there's always that possibility. I mean, at some point coaches gotta kinda, you know, step up or they get let go. I mean, the days of just, you know, coaches sticking around for 20 years or whatever is very much gone. So, uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see what you're saying there. If if there's an early exit, I mean, this is the best roster roster the jazz have had in years. So if they don't go, you know, Western conference finals, maybe that's looked at as a failure 
and uh, maybe Quinn's out. But I again, if it's between him choosing between Utah and the San Antonio job, it, that doesn't make sense to me. All right, on to our next question. Let's go back to Facebook. This is from Brittany Jensen. Do all fans of sports teams go through times of, quote, the sky is falling and everything is terrible, unquote, or is this just a jazz fans thing? Like, are the Lakers fans having these feelings? <laughs> I wonder. So I said that uh, in the interview with Matt. I wonder if that's uh, if she just sees that or if she heard that on there. I, um, you know what, Brittany, as a Magic fan, I don't necessarily have uh, times of the skies falling. It just it's more consistent. I think when your team is expected to do really well and you're a passionate fan, um, that happens. So I'm sure there's fan bases like that. I'm sure the Celtics are like that. I'm sure there's you know when the Warriors are doing bad, their fan bases like that. But uh, it just I think it just depends on the expectations of the team. Yeah, I mean to answer this question, it's it's kind of easy in the sense that. When you are living in the town like Salt Lake and you are around a lot of jazz fans and, you know, that's the majority of the things and you're following a lot of people on Twitter, they're probably jazz fans, then you're going to see all that. You know, you're going to see the, 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 oh my gosh, we're the worst. Why is this happening? Blah, blah, blah. You know, if you were following other teams, I can only imagine what like the Lakers Twitter is like after games and oh, things they're like going that. Through it. And they are going so, through it. yeah, I mean, I'm sure other teams like big market teams, like they, I've, you know, you hear things like where Boston fans are just like the absolute worst to their players when they lose games and things like that. So, yes, it happens to all teams and fan bases, and uh, that's just the world we live in. <laughs> On to the next question. Stockton underscore Nelson from Instagram says, what will the future of this Jazz team be if we have another first-round exit this year? That's a good question. I would imagine a major move. Now, whether that means... Quinn's fine. I would imagine they would let go of Quinn. I don't know. That's all this is speculation again, as Daniel said, there's no inside information, but I would think there'd be a, a big move from maybe a big man on the team that's moved. If the reason they're out in the first round is bad performance by said big man. Yeah. I think a first round exit would be a, from ownership folks would be like, what in the bleepity bleeping just happened while they're bleeping this bleeping that there would be a lot of upsetness. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, a first round exit would definitely be a huge disappointment. I think not for just from ownership, from the team themselves, coaching staff, players and everything. And yeah, I mean, that could be the thing that just says, all right, we're blowing this. Up. I'm not saying like blow it up, like everyone's getting traded, but blow it up that like what we've got going right now is not working and it needs to be corrected now. So yeah, that, that would not be good. <laughs> we, we don't want that to happen. So, uh, my answer to that is simply, yeah, I think you know the phrase, all hell's about to break loose? If there's a first-round exit for the Jazz this year, I would expect all hell's about to break loose and uh, just leave it at that. Yeah, it wouldn't be a good look. All right, all. let's do one last question here because it's kind of the question. You know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna answer this quick because there was about 50 questions that were almost kind of the same, so I'm just going to mix it all into one. So all of you that asked this question, I can't mention all your names, but you all are getting it answered here. The basic question is, after performances this past week, do you expect to see more of nah in the rotation once, you know, all these players that were out of the games start to come back? Has he earned the minutes or will he continue to be on the bench? And then in 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 going with that, would Butler also be getting more minutes after his performance against the Clippers? 
I'll let you go first on that. <clears throat> I, I would uh, I would bet that Butler doesn't doesn't get more minutes, even though he had a really great performance. Uh, that's something that you want to see in a young guy like that. But there obviously there was a lot of guys out. There was a lot of injuries. Um, so I don't think he gets more minutes. But it's awesome to see him do that and know that he can uh, to where next year, years down the road, you're you're confident in him. Uh, the Alexander Walker thing is kind of interesting to me. Obviously, he's played well these past two games, and it seems to be like the hot topic as I see Jazz Twitter. I will say he will probably start to get more minutes, but I'm not I, I'm not comfortable in saying like he's gonna jump up to uh, you know, Rudy Gay, Whiteside type 18, 18 uh minutes per game, where right now I think he's about ten. So maybe maybe twelve to fifteen a little bit more, but I, I don't think it's gonna be overwhelming in, in his uh jump in, in minutes per game. So my answer to that is once the team's back completely healthy, then I wouldn't expect to see either one of those guys playing again because that's just the rotation. It is what the, we all know the rotation right now. The fact that House came in, wait, House? House? Oh, my God. House Jr. came in and he got the minutes he got. That was crazy to me. Like that just showed how much the Jazz were needing a dude like that. Like he's in that spot. The spot that Nah would be in playing, those are House's minutes. So once he's back, you know, that's where it's going to go to. And as far as Butler, that's Trent Forrest's minutes. And then, you know, once we get into the playoffs, Trent Forrest is probably going to play even less because they're going to, you know, the starters play more in the playoffs. That's just the way it goes. So I, th- I think the thing with House, and, and I think it's kind of understated, is he's he's been in the league for quite a few years. I think this is his sixth or seventh season, if I remember correct. And he played big, big, big minutes for Houston, you know, him coming in and getting those minutes to me for the Jazz wasn't really surprising because he's played big minutes in big playoff games and and throughout <clears throat> the seasons through his career. Uh, Alexander Walker's still young, but I think for the Jazz to have two guys like Alexander Walker and Butler at the end of the bench is is only speaks to their depth and and uh, how good of a, a program they have in in bringing players in and developing them. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I think. I think, and you know, this speaks to, you know, the Pascal, the Butler, the, the nah thing, you know, we, you need to have deep benches to win. That's always been the thing, you know, and the Jazz were struggling with that the last few seasons and now we got it. And people, my, my thing is instead of complaining about how people aren't getting minutes, why don't we be appreciative that we have this team that is so deep that if someone gets hurt, then we got another dude that's ready to step up and can come in and score. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's you pretty know? cool. Instead of having to worry about, you know, bringing up a G League guy that is probably like, now what am I doing here? What? <laughs> you know, so I understand like a lot of people get, you know, we see we see the flashes. It's like, oh, my God, this who is this guy? Wait. And he's scoring like this is awesome. Why He should be playing more. Again, I, I say this so much online to comments and things like people. There's a reason why these guys are not getting and there's and it's nothing against them at all, you know. They're young. They will get their time, but they're just, you know, the coaching staff knows what the hell they're doing. They know what they need in rotations and they've made their rotations. They're the ones that are the professionals at this and you may disagree with it, but guess what guys, us sitting at home and watching on TV or whatever, we're not the ones making that decision because we actually don't know what the hell we're talking about. The the coaching staff knows what they're doing is what I'm saying. Trust them. Butler will get his time. Pascal will get his time. And so will nah. It, it's more fine. I and I think more jazz fans need to appreciate and be positive in the sense of being happy that we have this awesome roster instead of complaining that guys aren't playing. Yeah. That's, Unless there's a first round exit, then by yes. all means. Yeah. Next, you know, we get that. Maybe all you complaining that, that we, these guys aren't playing should be start a hashtag pro 
hashtag jazz losing first round. I don't know. <laughs> Because could, that's could we, kind of the negativity it feels like, and I, I and I'm kind of going off right now because you I you are. I'll you can only up. imagine how many comments there are on, online and stuff like that that you get on these pages for these things. And uh, guys, it's you're just you're you're wasting not. I don't, what's the way to say it? You're wasting not energy, but you should be feeling more positively. You know, after the team wins, instead of being like, "Way to go, Jazz win," you're just saying, "Why didn't Butler play? Why didn't Pask? The Jazz won. Let's be positive on that." And and to the oh man, I'm just gonna go off on you all done? this. This Jeez, is a grind your gears if not. Um, I finished for my everyone that complains and I got, literally got a comment this week. I can't remember the person's name and I don't want to say the name that said something about how if Jared Butler had played more, he'd probably be in the rookie of the year. He's that good. And I had to reply back and say, dude, come on. If he was so good that he would be in the rookie of the year campaign right now, you really think the coaching staff wouldn't be playing him right now? I mean, come on. They, they don't have it out for Jared. There's there, there's no way. I, th- I think the thing with Butler is um, he's on a team that's really, really good. And, you know, if you're going to compare him to guys that are in that rookie of the year uh, race, Cade Cunningham, you know, my guy Franz Wagner. I mean, even a guy like Scotty Barnes, who probably isn't, isn't there, Evan Mobley. With the exception of Mobley, all those guys are on really bad teams and they get a lot of minutes. And so you could have it one way or the other. Like if you're a huge Jared Butler guy and think he should get more minutes, then you should hope that the jazz are bad. I don't know because he, at this point in his career as a rookie, he's not playing over Conley and he wouldn't be playing over uh, Donovan or Clarkson. So, but he's a great player. And also if, if Butler was that good, there's no way in hell that he would be on the jazz roster right now anyways, because he would have gotten picked way before we got to him. Man, I, I love what the, I mean, going so, back to the draft, I love what the Jazz did. So, in, sneaking down. Again, sneaky jazz. all I'm going to say to end of this is that, and let's be more positive about how the Jazz team is winning games and things like that, and we're heading to the playoffs, instead of being like, down on things. Like, this is our team right now, guys. This is it. We're rolling. Once the playoffs is over, once the season's over, and what whatever happens, at that point, we can start throwing fits and saying, nah, it's time to do this, blah, blah, blah. But right now, be positive with the team. And this has been a kumbaya moment <laughs> with with us here. That's all our questions. <laughs> Sorry for my uh, my my little soapbox. You're on my, your soapbox. My bo- little diary cry there, there, whatever you want to call it. Diary, di- what? You know, like when you write a diary and you're oh, just like I emotion- a diarrhea cry. I was no, like, no. yeah, that's diary. what it felt like. You're just emotion, you're just throwing. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying when this is what happens when you run a bunch of social media pages and you read comments and stuff. You can kind of just like yeah. go crazy. So uh, I apologize if you are just like, dude, shut up. Anyways, uh, we're done with the questions. Thanks, everyone, for your questions. Um, Let's take a quick sponsor break here, and we will be right back to go over predictions for the upcoming week. And then uh, we also got an interview to do, so be right back. Hey, everybody. This is where a sponsorship would be. If you're a business and you'd like to sponsor this podcast, please send me an email and let's chat. Email me at jazznationnews at gmail.com. All right, and we're back. Thanks so much to our sponsor there for helping us out. We do appreciate it. All right, let's get into our predictions for this coming week of games. Holy cow, the road trip from hell is here, ladies and gentlemen. And it actually starts today as we're recording on Sunday. The Jazz are in New York to play the Knickerbockers of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening, I mean, obviously this is podcast drops on Monday. So at this point, you're already like, well, you idiots, the game's already happened. Well, you know, magic, it hasn't happened for us. 
Um, my prediction for this game is the Jazz will win, and I hope they win so good like they did against the Clippers that they don't have to play like the starters much in the fourth quarter. And uh, oh, also, just so you know, I'll probably do an update at the end of this podcast saying what the score was and all that. So, uh, yeah. Perfect. What's your prediction? Uh, so I actually gave my prediction on this last week, but I'll go ahead and do it again. The Jazz win. Donovan scores big in New York. Uh, as he didn't play the last game against Clippers, he's had some time off, and I think they they handedly beat the Knicks uh, today. Knicks are man, one of the more disappointing teams in the league as compared to how they were last year. So yeah, Utah. And uh, next game is just right there. The next day, they got to get on a train and head over to Brooklyn to play the Nets of said Brooklyn <laughs> on Tuesday. Um, boy, this is. Um, this is hard. The other thing that kind of sucks to do in the predictions right now is like with the, how the roster is, like the injuries and all that, you're just like, now who's playing that game? Who's, and who's not? Who's not? Blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. That's a big thing. So we're, I'm just going to, you know, base these off the injuries that we know are right now, which is like Boyan's out and Trent Forrest and things like that. My guess, and, and Conley's not playing against the Knicks just because it's a back-to-back, so that means he's probably going to play against the Nets, if that all matters. Anyways, I just think... My prediction will just be the Jazz probably get the L in Brooklyn just because of back-to-back. And, uh, yeah, how about you? So if if this wasn't in Brooklyn and they had to come back home to Utah, I would probably go with Brooklyn. The fact there's no Kyrie, obviously Ben Simmons still isn't playing. Uh, I don't know where LaMarcus Aldridge stands. I know he's he's been uh, dealing with an injury. So I actually think Utah wins this one. Obviously you got Durant, but there's not much else there in Brooklyn outside of him when Kyrie can't play. I mean, unless, you know, Patty Mills is going to give you buckets. And if that's the case, then maybe they'll blame it on the back-to-back. But I'm going to go Jazz. Yeah, and just going off your comment, if they had to be in Utah for that game, so they were in New York the day before and they had to fly to Utah, that would suck. <laughs> well, I mean, it wouldn't. You know, <laughs> you know, oh, sorry, that's just a bad joke. Anyway. Are you still on- taking the... The, the no, cold I'm, medicine? I'm not cold okay. medicine anymore. This right. is just my own insanity. Oh, boy. Um, moving on. The next game is Wednesday in Boston to play the Celtics, who mm-hmm. are in Boston. Boy, this this is probably going to be... I think of all the games they play this week, this is probably going to be their like difficult one. And uh, I don't know what Boston's playing. Like, if they're on a back-to-back or anything like that, but Boston's probably going to come out swinging like they do because they're Irish and all, you know. Uh, well, anyways. you dropping on this okay go ahead <laughs> sorry uh anyways i unfortunately think the jazz probably lose in boston as well yep i'm going with the l on this one celtics defense is really uh really good robert williams the third has, has really stepped up his play uh tatum i mean the, the addition of Derek white to this team along with jalen brown marcus smart's been playing really really well i think that the jazz lose this one yeah, and uh, okay, they're still on a road trip when they make it to Friday of this week. They are now in Charlotte to play the Bobcats of Charlotte. Um, That's what I think about Charlotte. Go ahead. What, you, you, you don't like the Bobcats? The Hornets. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're back yeah. to the Hornets. Sorry. There you go. I really uh, hope people know you're joking and not just, but go ahead. What? No, but they were at one time the Bobcats, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just, I mean, it's confusing. It's hard to keep up with all these team names and what they're doing. New Orleans Jazz. Anyway, wow. Um, so for Friday, I, you know, I'm going to go with the W on this one. I think the Jazz will be like, it's Friday. We're in Charlotte. We're going to go down there and just lay the smack down on them Hornets. So, wait, the Hornets, right? Yeah. So Or the Bobcats. Even if they're the Bobcats, they're just like, you know what, Michael Jordan, I hope you're here to watch this. 
and we're land smack down and taking this W. What do you think? Yeah, I think they get the win against the Hornets. The Hornets have been playing a little bit better as of late, um, winning three in a row. But with that said, I don't think they beat the Jazz. I'll go Utah. And uh, guess what? They're still on a road trip by the time it gets to Sunday of next week. This Ooh. time, this one, this for the main event, the one that a lot of Jazz fans are probably circling on their calendar and saying, oh, yeah, it's the Jazz <laughs> in Dallas to play the Mavericks of Dallas. And you know what's going to happen in this game? Someone's getting punched. You know, oh, <laughs> someone's laying. I talked about SmackDown Boy, in that last game. That, hey, Dallas, you know, it's wrestling. Is it WrestleMania time in Dallas then? So Pretty close. the Jazz are going to be pumped. They're going to be like listening to all the wrestling songs probably to pump them. So I don't think they're going to This is that. a long way of me saying the Jazz are going to go there and whip some ass and just put a W on Dallas. Win in Dallas for the Jazz. My prediction. Mark it down. <sighs> this is tough because now that I look at this, I got the Jazz winning in New York, in Brooklyn, losing in Boston, winning in uh, Charlotte. And then they got to go to... I love that you take this so serious. Like you're like as if as I mean, if should the, I not? As if this is like a Vegas odds thing going on or bit. I, I take pride in getting my predictions right and I was uh, I'm 3 and 0 um, from last week and so I feel good about that. I think this whole time I've only missed got one incorrect. Wow. That was a, the loss they took against the Spurs. Oh, this is tough. But uh I'm flipping a coin, <laughs> taking it serious. I'm I'm going to say the Jazz win this one. That's a lot of wins on this road trip. Well, you I'm, just I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with the win. You just think the Jazz are amazing, and I I, I prove of you thinking that I got to throw a lot another loss in there, but I'm not gonna do it. I, I'm not going backwards. And just to just kind of end this out because to end the whole road trip, we'll just talk about then that Tuesday the Jazz end this long road trip in L.A. against the Clippers. Let's just we can make a prediction on that as well. Why we just, might as well just jumping the gun on the next spot. Okay, I'll well, go just, Jazz over the Clippers. I'm just saying because it's I just finishing out this road trip. Um, I I would be a little concerned on that just because the Jazz, are, you know, at the end of a road trip, teams are usually pretty burnt out. Also, Clippers might be out looking for revenge. No, so no, I the, uh, they're bad. They are a bad team. They are. I'm just you know what, but my predictions because I'm not as on it like you are. I just I play more of the play on the worry side of things i'll just put an l on that and i hope i'm oh. proven wrong hey i hope i'm proven wrong on all these because i gave a lot of l's out in this they're gonna they're gonna beat the clippers the one game that has caused for worry i i i think is the brooklyn game as a back-to-back and durant but i just think without Kyrie, the jazz should win that game should yeah but they're gonna beat the clippers i mean they they could rest half the guys and still beat the Clippers. Clippers are bad. They're, I mean, without Kawhi, without Paul George, they're a bad team. So there you have it. That's our predictions for the upcoming Jazz games. And uh, guess what? It's it's time now to end out this podcast with an interview. And uh, you are in for a treat, ladies and gentlemen, for your interview oh, this week. Boy, sit down. It is like the main events of all main events. We're going to get to that interview in a moment. We'll be right back to give you that interview. Hey everyone, it's Daniel here. I just wanted to take this time to remind you, if you're not following Jazz Nation on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, well, what are you doing? You need to follow us because that's the best way to stay in contact with us. It's one easy spot to find the links for all our social media pages and all our other sorts of links. Just go to www.linkedin.com tree.com forward slash jazz nation news on there you're going to find links for everything that we have and appreciate if you could follow us on all those links that we have now back to the podcast 
And we are back. Shout out to the sponsor for sponsoring the show. Boy, this week we got a we got a we got a we got quite the interview. And I know you're wondering why are you only hearing my voice right now? Well, you all have the pleasure of hearing me interview Jazz Nation admin Daniel Tate. Daniel, thank you for joining me for this sit down. Uh, yeah, and thanks for giving out my whole name. So now I'm gonna get stalked and followed and reported and all sorts of things. I'm concerned, but it's it's great to be here. I'm happy to be your guest. You just bleep it out in, in post production. Um, wow. Yeah, let's jump. Let's just jump into it. We got those questions that we like to ask everybody at the start of the interview. So we're gonna go ahead and do that now. So Daniel, your favorite fast food restaurant? You know, I've given this a lot of thought because I already knew these questions are coming and. Uh, <laughs> Well, I have to go a couple. Didn't I apologize? Wow. But uh, okay. it's Panda Express. When I'm feeling a little need something that's not a burger. When I need a burger, it's Carl's Jr. And when I'm trying to be quote unquote healthy, it's Subway. Wow. Okay. Good. Uh, favorite dine in restaurant. Got a couple for this one too. <laughs> um, if I want just like a good sit down burger kind of thing, you know where I like to go for a good burger is Red Rock. Because mm. you, you know what they do with their burger there? If you don't know, they put it in like a little... It's a pita. Uh, it's called pita. pita. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that. But uh, yeah, they put it in a pita and it's great. And also, you know, they haven't had them in stock the last few times, which is weird, but their sweet potato fries there are amazing. And then if you want some really good Mexican food, I love going to some uh, Red Iguana. I, have, I usually go to Red Iguana too because Red Iguana 1 is just that tiny little one. And then... uh. If I just want like some good sushi, well, I don't have like a go-to sushi place. So, but I just like sushi too. So, uh, there's my long-winded answer for that. Oh, all right. Uh, now, if you give me just one, your favorite movie. Uh, my all-time favorite movie is Back to the Future. Ah, oh, there we go. Uh, favorite artist or group? That would be Three Eleven. Uh, happy Three Eleven Day a couple days ago. Uh, your Mount Rushmore of NBA players. Oh, this is so easy. John Stockton. Carl Malone. What? 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 What's your problem? Oh, go ahead. John Stockton, Carl Malone, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert. All right. Well, that kind of stepped on my next question because I was going to ask you your, your all-time Utah Jazz starting lineup, but then we only need another player there. So we will do this. Since WrestleMania is just around the corner, your all-time favorite WrestleMania match. Uh, all time favorite, you know, so growing up, it was, uh, I don't remember exactly what WrestleMania, but growing up, it was the, uh, Hogan versus ultimate warrior match title versus title. That was the childhood, Six, I think childhood. Oh my gosh, Matt, that was amazing. But in my newer years of fandom, man, you know, the stone cold versus Brett match is really good. Whatever WrestleMania that was. I'm horrible with the, which the numbers are and even newer match 13, I think. What's an even newer match that's been really good? Uh, um, I don't know. No, I don't really need to give a newer match. Huh? I've given some. No, I just asked for one. Yeah. Eh, Two's good. There you go. Excited for this year's WrestleMania. Woo, excited. Perfect. Uh, well, let, let's just do this. Let's jump right into it. Uh, obviously, I want to get into why and and uh, when you started Jazz Nation, but let's let's peel back the curtain a bit and let's start with uh, you know the, your first memory of a, of the Utah Jazz as a youngster. Uh, I mean, my first thing that I can really specifically remember is the shot John Stockton sends the Utah Jazz to the NBA Finals. That's like the number one 
main memory and just running down the stairs and screaming to my mom who wasn't watching the game. I'm like, we're going to the finals. It's happening. And she's like, what? And yeah. And so that's probably the first memory. I mean, there was, I've been, I had been watching before that, but that's like the first key stuck in memory. So is that kind of where you fell in love with the jazz or was it, what would you say it was prior to that? I've always, I had always been a jazz fan. I think basketball has always been my number one sport that I've liked. So, and uh, that's our team here. So that's just always been, it's been in my blood. There you go. Okay. Let's, let's fast forward a bit. Um, let the people know, I guess, twofold question when and why you started jazz nation. Uh, and I'm assuming it was originally on Facebook, but you can, you can dive into that. Yeah. Um, so it originally started the day Darren Williams got traded and yeah, it was on Facebook. This is back when Facebook was like legit, like, uh, the OG of Facebook when I believe it was called the wall. Then when you would leave your comments and everyone would actually see your stuff where nowadays it's just nothing but advertising, advertising, someone posted something, someone selling something, someone selling something. And you know, so that's Facebook now, but back then you would actually see what people posted. And, uh, my post was a lot of that day of Jazz, jazz, jazz. What the what the heck's going on? Blah, 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 blah. And uh, it was one of the friends uh, told me, dude, you've got to stop posting so much jazz stuff. This is this is crazy. It's not necessary. <laughs> you've, and he's like, there's a fa- there's a thing called Facebook groups. Create a group and talk to other jazz fans. And that's what I did. And I it started out. I believe the it wasn't Jazz Nation at first. There was it was after it was a couple months of the original name. And I think it was. Utah Jazz Nation 1979, something like that. And yeah, it started on Facebook, and uh, yeah, that's how it started. <clears throat> so you don't remember what friend that was who we, we owe credit to to tell you to do your own thing? Uh, no. Okay. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> it was somebody. Though. Okay. Shout out to them. Um, okay, from that point, you start the group. What? Um, when did you start? I mean, because now you're, you are on top of everything. Scores, halftime thoughts you know, trades, whatever the case may be, injuries. When did it get to that point? Because you weren't as dedicated in the beginning. Um, So the first, yeah, it, it originally just started out as just like a, this is a thing there, just whatever, and talking about stuff. And it, it originally started out as when the Jazz would lose, I would just kind of just go there to complain and throw <laughs> The sky is falling. And just, Shout out yeah. to Brittany with the question earlier yeah. in the show. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so as I got older with it and, more likes on the pages and things like that. It just became more of like a, whoa, this is crazy. It's kind of growing. And there was actually one thing that happened that made it grow even crazier. At the time I was a jazz season ticket holder and they had sent us an email with season season ticket holders saying, Hey, we're going to offer season ticket holders this gift. And it was a, I can't remember if it was a waffle or a pancake, but basically what it was, you press it. It was probably waffle. You'd press it down and it would put a jazz logo on the waffle. And I just thought that was, I thought that was, I thought it was cool, but I also thought it was kind of funny. (laughs) So I took a photo of that and shared it on my pages. And at that time, I think I had gone from Facebook and to Twitter. I don't know if there was an Instagram yet. But for whatever reason, that like blew up and it even ended up getting picked up by Yahoo Sports. Like you can search it on Google. I did this last couple of months and there's still like a story about it saying jazz are offering this, you know, jazz page. And then it gave like a link to the pages. Wow. And, you know, what happened, you know, it's just like anything. Once one person, a page like Yahoo posts that, then it gets spread throughout. So mm-hmm. then it was on all these other websites and then it was newsy thing. And then the local people were doing it and posting about it. And I was just like, whoa. 
And uh, yeah, that was kind of the first big thing that started making likes go up. And I guess you could say like even some like the local beat writers for the team and stuff like that started following the page. So that's kind of when it got more like, whoa, serious, I guess. So I guess the question that everybody is that's listening to this is probably wondering is, did you get the waffle maker or no? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I got it. I don't know if I still have it, but... Uh, oh, you need a... You, okay, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Back then, for me, it was... This was back when they still printed jazz tickets. Back then, it was I was more worried about keeping the tickets. The stubs. So that was a thing. I, I miss that. I mean, I understand why they don't do that anymore, but having all those, like, ticket studs from games is really cool to look back. I have, like, boxes of that, and it's just cool to look at. So you... you the page is growing. You know, Facebook is growing. Twitter uh, was obviously huge at that time. Um, when Instagram comes into the fold, that's kind of a different game because, you know, mostly it's pictures, right? So, so how did you, how did you, cause I, I believe now your Instagram has the biggest following out of all of them, correct? I think so. Yeah. So how did you grow the Instagram? Was it essentially just, uh, posting more or was it more of, uh, just staying consistent and loyal to your team? I think what happened is just anyone that's been social media, you know that Facebook eventually just became its own monster. It's a wasteland. And, um, <laughs> you know, so you can post, I can post the same exact post on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and each page is going to get their own different responses. You know, Twitter, I, you don't really get much responses because that's just more people getting news and things like that, which is fine. And then on Instagram, you know, you get kind of the more, I would say, quote unquote, smarter responses, quote unquote, like they, this, they're leaving stats and, mm. you know, things like that. And then on Facebook, it's just like crazy, just like what the bleep and this and why... <laughs> You know, all all hell's breaking loose and total spelling names wrong of players and coaches. So um, Instagram, I guess, just became once 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 Instagram kind of came around, it just seemed like the people that probably were following on Facebook kind of migrated more to Instagram. And I really don't know what happened to make it more Instagram followers. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it has to do with I mean. Maybe it has to do with like there are players from the teams that do follow on Instagram and they probably have no idea about the face. I mean, they could follow on Facebook, but I really would have, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it and players like reposting things to their stories and stuff like that. That's probably what helped it get bigger. Got it. So you, you talk about players following Instagram um, and, and you know, there's, there's uh, players who have positive feedback and I'm sure you've had negative feedback at times, but what has your interaction been like with the players? Is there any um, moments or, or certain players that stick out more than others? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, the, probably the biggest one is, you know, Donovan Mitchell follows it. And so, which is really cool. I mean, there's a lot of the players that follow it and look at things like, um, so when you, I mean, a lot of people probably don't know, but when you do like a, quote unquote professional profile on Instagram. It's they call it I think like the dashboard thing or whatever. But basically you can see people that look at your stories and things like that. So mm. I can tell when like players and coaches or whatever have looked at this post and the stories and things like that. And um, you know, there was a there was a thing I did during like the kind of during the trade area. So when when the trade season kind of comes around, that's like an that's a pretty good time to post things and get gossip talk and and, and 
and and the the real thing is you're just you're what's the wording? What I'm you're trying, trying to, to drive engagement. Engagement, yeah. You're trying to get like comments and stuff. Because the way it works, I mean, the, the easy way to explain it is the more comments, the more likes, then the more people that aren't following the page are going to see that post. Right. You know, so that's how you get more people to follow your pages. They see that and go, oh, I didn't know this exists. No, I'll follow it. So I did a post this year about, and I didn't say like we need to trade Mike Conley or anything. I just threw it out there. If the Jazz were to, you know, put Mike Conley available, I don't remember exactly how it was, but if they were, you know, what should be a, a reasonable exchange they should get for him or something along that line. I don't remember exactly. And it, uh, Donovan actually left a comment on it, something saying like, this is dumb as shit. Take this crap down. <laughs> And, you know, and I, and it was funny because a lot of people were just like, oh, Donovan's coming after you. He's at, you know, to me, I actually, you know, I respect a guy to do that. He's sticking up for his dude to him. That's his teammate. That's his, Mm -hmm. that's his vet guy. Don't, don't be talking crap on him. Don't even put it out there that we should be even thinking at all to trade. And you know what? I, I agreed. And you know what? And I took that post down and people then said, oh, you you just listen to Donovan and do what he says. (laughs) And no, I, you know, I put it down because I understood, you know, and he actually, and pull the curtain back a little, he actually even sent me a message after that. And I won't go into details with that, but you know, everything was fine to anyone that remembers that post. There was no beef going on or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's just crazy to think that, you know, a all-star player like him or, or an all-star player like Rudy, they, they know of the pages and it's just crazy. And, you know, even on the Twitter, it's crazy that the owner of the team, uh, Ryan Smith, follows me on there. So that's all crazy and and crazy in its own way. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Have I said it's crazy. Would you? Um, I know a lot of people, our friends included, have asked this, and uh, I think this is a good time to get an answer on it in 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 history. You know, jotted down in audio history, so it can always be there. Um, if why haven't you tried? to get a job with, with the Utah jazz on their social media team or some type of marketing position? Uh, the easy answer is I have. And the answer is that unfortunately I have not finished my college degrees. So that's really, I mean, our our last interview person we had before this was Matt and I actually did have a job interview with him and I thought you took you in the just, well, the yeah, hush, they, hush. they they gave me the just the you know the, the scary thing, but there was actually a job interview with them as well, and uh, I learned at that time that like they just weren't offering jobs for if you didn't have you had to have your degree, so that was part of it. And honestly, like at this point, I don't know if I would want that just because it's cool just to kind of have my own thing, like an outside. Mm-hmm. I think it's always good to have an outside perspective. Yeah, but outside. Um, just kind of an out, like I'm, I'm obviously a fan and stuff like that, but like I can, I can put things, you know, the team can't, you know, when you're the team, they can't release things until it's official. Like, you know, yeah. they can't, they're not talking anything about the new jerseys or the rebrand or anything that yeah. we all know is coming because it can't be made until it's official or whatever. Mm-hmm. But and even know. like with Woj where he tweets a trade or, or something. Yeah. yeah got but it. we know that's there. So I can be, I, I like, you know, it's, it's cool and I enjoy it a lot to be like that. Here it is, you know, and it doesn't even have to be like that. I like to be first on things. It's just cool to be able to give news or information and people go, Whoa, like I got this from that page. And if I was Mm -hmm. working for them, I wouldn't be able to do that. So have you ever, uh, 
and I don't know the answer to this. You said, you know, it's not always important to be first, but more sharing information. Have you ever shared something that was extremely false or incorrect and had to go back and, and kind of update the information on that? Yeah, of course. What's, um, what's one that sticks out in your in your mind? Trying to think. There was something recently. But you know what? Uh, the truth of the matter is a lot of stuff that I get, you know, I'm not the one getting the information. It's just me, you know, it comes out and I'm just like re regifting of the info and stuff like that. So regifter. I like it. But, uh, <laughs> but that doesn't mean don't think any less of me, please. Um, but like, there's just times when like I posted something and then there's like, like this week, then an easy answer on this would be like this week. Um, when Hassan Whiteside was out, they were like the person that I had reposted the info about had said, like their spelling was wrong. And it, instead of it saying like he wasn't playing, it was like he was playing. Mm. So like things like that, then you get comments like, wait, so what's happening? What is this? You know? And you're just like, ah, crap. So you just have to like kind of hurry and delete it and then repost the correct info. But yeah, I'm sure. I mean, in all the years, there's no way I've, ne- I've been a hundred percent on things. So yeah. you just, you delete it, correct, uh, post the correct info and move on. Got it. So, so you have, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you, you've started on TikTok. Is TikTok something that you're going to try to put more energy into? I'm not on TikTok because I'm in my thirties, but, uh, would love to get your feedback on TikTok and how you, uh, if you like it, don't like it. If you see jazz nation doing more work on there, I'm sure at some point it's got to become more of a thing because it is such a thing for, you know, a lot of people, but it's just hard because like TikTok's not really meant to be like posting updates like scores and things like that it's Mm -hmm. more the way i look at it is like say if i went to a game i would take like videos and things like that and share it on there gotcha kind of a thing so and you know if you're doing like the instagram reels and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. yeah i've got to do more of things like that but it's just hard because my main thing is doing updates of like you know the scores and who's playing and stuff like that and not so you don't really do that on there Got to got to find the middle ground though. Just time to hire some more people is what it sounds like over at Jazz Nation. Uh, or hire nobody. The, <laughs> the, 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 by the way, for everyone that's always wondered, it's always literally just been me doing all of it. So yeah, it's been a one man band. I mean, until now, look at us, huh? Yeah. So now we have the Jazz Nation podcast. What what uh, twofold question? Number one, what took you so long to actually start it? Podcasts are a huge thing now, right? And Maybe at some point they'll become oversaturated. They may even be that way now. So you have to find a way to stick out. But what took you so long to start it? And then what's kind of your plans for this podcast uh, going forward? I guess I probably should have asked these questions before I agreed to do it. But what are your thoughts? Um, I just, the reason why it took so long is just, I don't know, just no real reason. Just because. <laughs> There's not really an answer to that. Sorry. Um, what I'd like for it to do, I mean, I'm trying to get more, I'd love to get more interviews with people that are with the team and, not even such as just players and coaches, which would be cool, but I'm talking more, you know, with the team, there's a lot of people that work for them that people have no idea about. Mm-hmm. Like even, even like the people that come up with the designs, like when you go to the game and you look at the cup, you get the cups or the popcorn things, there's people that have designed those things and stuff. And they, that's their job is to come up with the designs of that stuff or, um, you know, there's so many people that work there now doing different things. It'd be cool to hear more of their stories because there's, definitely not a spotlight on them. So I'm not saying to blow them up or anything and then make them the superstars, but give, <laughs> allow them a, a platform to tell their stories and how they got there and stuff like that would be a cool, cool thing. 
Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I think, you know, you call it jazz nation and that encompasses fans that encompasses people who work for the team, uh, as well as players, former players, former employees, all that. So I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm glad we have the same vision on this. Um, okay. Well, uh, I guess before we wrap up here, I would like to know who your dream, this probably should have been at the beginning of the, of the interview, but we're going to put this out into the universe and we're going to make it happen within the next, uh, we're going to say six months because that gives us enough time to do it. Your dream interview for this podcast. I mean, the easy answer is of course, to uh, Donovan Mitchell, but, uh, um, all right. Nope. Don, but- let's do it. I'm not gonna call you Don. I don't know you on a personal level. Donovan Mitchell. We got six months. I love body armor. I don't have any Adidas shoes. My son, I got some from my son. Let's just make it happen. Go ahead. You can finish your answer. But um, I also think that it would be cool to hear from players that, like, we don't hear much from. Like, even, like, a guy like Rudy Gobert, who's, like, the other all-star. Think about how many interviews you've heard of him. Yeah. Taylor like, Rooks just did it a great one, but very, I agree. Very few. Um, and then, like, Boyan, you've never – I don't – he's been here a few years. I don't think I've ever heard much from him either. Mm-hmm. Even, like, a Mike Conley. Um, there's all these dudes, like, they've got things to say and stuff like that. So, yeah, it would be cool to hear from them. I also think it'd be cool to hear uh, what I'm trying to get more of. It's but like their 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 girlfriends or wives or anything like that. Like I want to know the story of how it is. Like how there's so many stories. Like how do they deal with like being you know the husbands out doing that and what how does it work and yeah you know I'm not looking for anything juicy or any kind of like crazy (laughs) TMZ stories. I just I'm I'm as a person and as a fan I'm always curious like how do they deal with that kind of stuff and then. Even like, you know, this goes back to kind of the last question, like the, say that like the people, like there's, um, who, the, who, the people that do the laundry, all the jerseys and Ugh. stuff like that. And who's, <laughs> who's, you know, who's setting up the lockers and getting yeah. the shoes and stuff. I'm curious about all that. Even hell, I'd like to even know about the guys that are putting the court together and having to put, you know, yeah. they all have stories to tell. So I'd love to hear about all that stuff. All right. So we got to find. A wag is what they call them from what my wife tells me watching that show. Well, that, so, yeah, I just realized I, I, my long answer to your question was <laughs> also part of your last question. But exactly. I'm interested in them all. That's that's really the honest question. I, I would love to hear stories from all these folks. Yeah. Perfect. Well, uh, thank you for taking time on your own podcast to do this interview. I appreciate it. I hope that uh, let people know a little bit more about you, a little bit more behind Jazz Nation itself. And um, we'll end it there. Don. Donovan. Six months, my friend. Yeah, and now I can just come back to my hosting duties and say, we're done with this week's podcast. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Hey, before we go, a assistant to the host, would you like to get your plugs in? Yes, uh, the Will Wonder Pod comes out every Wednesday. Uh, this week, we're going to dive heavy back into the NBA. You know, I, I think, what do we got? Two and a half weeks left? Is that right? Something like that. Uh, and then cover some of the NCAA games that have taken place this past weekend, which is, oof, there were some good ones and some not so good ones. So we'll touch on that. Um, but yeah, every Wednesday on Instagram, you can follow the podcast at the Will Wonder Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at DJ Will Wonder. And I appreciate you. Yes. And of course, Mazel Tov to all your plugs there. Go check them out. And uh, my plugs, it's very simple for all the links to all the social media pages, to all the links to find where the podcasts are. Just go to one simple place. I'm trying to keep it as easy as possible for you folks. Linktree.com forward slash Jazz Nation News. Everything's there. And uh, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Make sure wherever you're listening, you know, the podcast is now available on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor, wherever you're listening. Make sure you're following the podcast. 
give it a five-star review. And uh, if you hate anything about the podcast, let me know on the social media pages. I promise not to yell at you. I love, enjoy the feedback. Do you enjoy the feedback? I do. I love it, actually. We it's enjoy a lot the, of fun to read read all of it. And the questions, too. Yeah. Uh, keep them coming. Well, not right now. Wait wait till later. He, he, this is why he's only the assistant to those. He's getting ahead of himself, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, enjoy your week, everyone. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time for another episode of the Jazz Nation Podcast. Bye-bye. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Hey, everyone. I know you're probably sick of this podcast at this point, but just wanted to check in here at the end and give you a quick update on that Jazz and Knicks game because it's now over. And good news, the Jazz won tonight. Final score was Utah 108, the Knicks 93. The Jazz, uh, from my, from what I caught on there, the Jazz were a little, little off there in the first quarter, but really put down, put it down really in the second quarter, and then just the whole second half, the Jazz were pretty good in that end. And of course, the person that led them was Donovan Mitchell, who finished with 36 points, and he threw down two dunks in the game that were just amazing. Um, he did seemed like he hurt himself a little bit on one of those, I think like the second big dunk, but he said after the game he was doing okay, so hopefully he's all good, knock on wood. But yeah, Jazz get the win over the Knicks tonight, start the road trip with their first win, which is always a great thing, and now they will move on to play Brooklyn, so hopefully they can keep that going. All right, now the podcast is actually over. Thanks again so much for listening, and like I said a few moments ago, we'll see you on the next episode. Uh, Bye-bye.